The big news this week in our province, from the health care perspective at least, was the announcement by the B.C. government of $118 million in additional funding for family doctors to cover their overhead costs. The minister, Mr. Dix, saying the province is still working with the doctors of B.C. on changing that fee-for-service agreement, which family doctors insist remains uh, outdated. With us uh, this morning to talk more about the attempt of the shortage solution is Dr. David May, the president of the BC College of Family Physicians. Dr. May, good morning and welcome back, sir. Good morning to you again, Sterling, and thank you again for caring so much about the health of British Columbia. Well, it's my pleasure, and it's, a, it's, it's good of you to, to uh, get up early on a Saturday to join us as well, David. We appreciate it because this is important stuff. $118 million sounds like a lot of dough, but it boils down to about 25000 max per physician. Is that my understanding of that, a reading of it, correct? Well, I agree with you. It does sound like a lot. It sounds like a lot of money to me. Um, Twenty-five would be the the upper limit of it. Uh, some people say fifteen, but uh, but still, there's a, there is a few thousand per doc. Um, the important point is, however, that this is equivalent of putting a dressing on an open gaping wound, mm-hmm. and this is going to be a temporary fix for family medicine. In other words, it might prevent some mortgage foreclosures. It might allow some docs to catch back up on their rent, and it might prevent some of the older docs from uh, leaving, the burnt-out older docs from leaving the profession. Um, for, and it, it runs out in about December. So uh, it's a temporary fix, and what we need is something a lot more fundamental than this. Dr. May, can we talk very briefly, sir, about this burnout quotient that you've just mentioned? Because we're hearing more and more about it. We're hearing, for example, again up in Clearwater this weekend, the ER is closed yet again. We're seeing more and more evidence of this, not just here in B.C., but across the country. Uh, Physician and healthcare professional burnout is dramatically affecting our system's ability to care for us. I agree. And um, I don't know if you've seen the data released by the Canadian Medical Association, which was supposed to start. Oh, have we lost Dr. May? Phil, do you want to double check that connection for us, please? I think we just uh, had Dr. May drop off. We'll just uh, double check that, if you would, please. And again, we're talking about the announcement by Adrian Dix. Uh, again, funding of, uh, Dr. May said, up to $25,000 per doctor. Uh, it's response to family physicians saying, uh, there, as uh, Dr. May was saying, uh, they're closing their practices because of the long hours and especially the rising overhead. Uh, family doctors do okay in terms of what they make uh, per year on paper. However, when you subtract the cost of being in business, a family doctor is also a small business person. He or she has an office and staff, and as Dr. Maymond mentioned, rent and other realities that any business operator has to deal with on top of being a doctor. So the the, the, the problem has long been the ability of doctors to, to pay their bills. Dr. May is back with us. Uh, we were just talking, uh, and thanks for that. We're just, just talking, though, basically about the, the burden of being a small business operator on top of a healthcare professional. It's, it's, a, it, it's a, a double whammy for many, Dr. May, that doesn't work out too well in some cases. Yes, especially for our young new docs who are coming into practice. They really um, are not that interested in running a business. They're not, that's not what they're trained in. They don't, most of them don't have uh, a BA, although uh, some of them do, uh, uh, or an, uh, an MD. Um, 
the um, they they really want to practice what they're trained in, which is medicine, and not have to worry about all the employment and the all the bureaucracy of running a small business. Mm-hmm. But you know, is the model is the is the solution to that? And I'm sure it gets discussed a lot when you gather at conventions and such. Is the solution at least being advanced by some, Doctor May? That well, why don't we just put us all on the payroll and we'll just draw a salary mm-hmm. and that'll be that. Yeah, see, this is, I think this is a bit of a smokescreen, uh, Sterling, actually. Uh, as, a, uh, as a family doctor in both British Columbia and the UK, you can tell from my funny accent, mm-hmm. I've, worked in, I've worked in both systems. So I've worked as a, as a salaried physician and I've worked as a fee-for-service physician. I actually believe that um, uh, family physicians are, are dedicated individuals and they can give good quality care no matter what the, the, the pay structure is. Okay. The crux of the matter is that the pay needs to be adequate to do the job. So it's not that fee-for-service is bad or salary is good. Um, the, it's just that the remuneration needs to be adequate for the job. And so this is the fee-for-service negotiation process, process rather that is ongoing. And according to Minister Dix, uh, some kind of announcement will be made in the fall. Are you confident that such uh, that some kind of agreement may be reached before Christmas? Well, the BC College of Family Physicians is actually not party to those negotiations, so I can talk as an outsider. Okay. Um, I um, I I simply don't know. Actually, uh, the I think it, there has been uh, the, the best thing about this funding announcement is that people are talking about the uh, beyond crisis in family medicine again, and this is uh, put people's focus so that you and I are talking about this again and um, making sure that we actually do something for the long term health of British Columbians. But Dr. May, as you said, it's pretty much a Band-Aid on a big wound. Uh, We're talking almost a COVID-like response with a short-term interim government financing to get you from point A to B over a few short months. That's all the deal really is, isn't it? That's correct, yes. Uh, And uh, there needs to be a... uh, So this is the short-term stabilization that we we talked about before. Yeah. Uh, There needs to be a medium-term solution whereby... Uh, family doctors can go to work and actually make a reasonable living compared to other um, areas where family doctors are being lured away from that longitudinal relationship-based care. And then in the long term, we need to have a fundamental discussion about what uh, primary care needs to look like for British Columbians for the next 10 years. Interesting. And Dr. May, you mentioned the national health and you've worked in both the British and the Canadian system. So you have an understanding of how things get done, particularly behind the scenes. What is your uh, comfort level with some kind of uh, solution that is workable for all parties ever to be reached? Well, I think that really uh, certainly is up to political will. Um, as you know, we have a uh, taxpayer-funded healthcare system, and so therefore, ultimately, we are answerable to the taxpayers, and they are represented by the government. So it's uh, the government holds the cards on that one, and uh, the BC College of Family Physicians is would be happy and willing to have a long-term discussion about uh, what uh, future healthcare looks like. But I think ultimately this has to be about the patients. This has to be about patient access to primary care. And it's that relationship to the longitudinal care offered by a family physician that actually improves health of people in all well-developed um, healthcare systems across the world. 
and also offers the most economic health care as well. So it, it's good for health and it's good for the finances of the government. Interesting stuff, Dr. May. Thanks ever so much for doing this with us this morning. It's great to have you back on the program and we'll bug you again as the, uh, as the, the situation warrants because clearly this is far from resolved. Thanks again, sir. You're very welcome, Sterling. Nice to talk to you again. Dr. Bye-bye. David May is the president of the BC College of Family Physicians. It's exactly a quarter after seven on a Saturday morning. We're back with whistleblower protection. Canada needs to up its game, according to Ian Braun at Carleton University. He's next. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.